It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Playing that system that's not a system, but sure plays like a system leading up to the tournament. We're looking for that value with the daily dimes. We look for the gross lines getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. This time of year, baby. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Monday. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. Phone number is 855-212-4CBS. Twitter is Sports Writer. Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. You can also hit up the executive producer of the program, Tom DeCelestino at DeCel, CBS, D-E-C-E-L, CBS, and Andrew Bogish will be with us in about 30 minutes at Andrew Bogish. My buddy, my guy, my longtime friend, not a source, a friend, is Frank Martin. Now the UMass men's basketball coach has played when he was at South Carolina in a national championship game, and he will join us in an hour to talk about all the madness of March, the bracket that was revealed yesterday, some of the teams that are on there, and his perspective on what to expect over the next few weeks. Really excited to have Frank on the show. We've got Buy or Sell coming up. Uh, It's another day on this beautiful earth, so it's another day of Aaron Rodgers holding everyone emotionally hostage in Green Bay. The smugness is a little overwhelming, but we'll give you the latest. We'll get to my Bears in a second. And the Dolphins make some moves. Good morning, Tom. Happy Monday, bud. Good morning, Bill. Happy Monday to you. Let me just, we're going to talk NCAA brackets in 20 minutes. But let me let me give you, like, let me posit something to you. I don't think I used that word right. It's fine. Every year I fill out my bracket. And it goes varying levels of okay or badly. And every year I say, next year, I'm going to cross off the names of the teams. And I'm going to write in the, the coaches and do it that way. Is this the year to just go coaches? Like Brad Underwood, how far does he go? Bill Self, what am I thinking? I think it's a great strategy. It's a bold strategy cut. I don't know who the coach is at Montana State, though, so I just not sure what to do in the you know the it's, it's a tough one. They're out then. They're out. <laughs> They're out? They're out. <laughs> I am gonna have Missouri lose early on though. I'm tired of believing in my own mind. who's your like who's your emotional team on here? Miami? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Miami. Really a five seed? Uh I think that sounds right. But I, gonna I, get... I'm not gonna take them to win the championship though. But they're playing Drake though out of Des Moines, Iowa, where I used to live. Twelve <laughs> five. That's dangerous, bro. Drake's got those players that do the thing they do. <laughs> I right. think, as you said earlier, I think the coach strategy may be the way to go this year. It's a really strange year because I know it's a long college basketball season, but early in the year, Kansas had some some home hiccups that were uncharacteristic. They're now one of the one seeds. Houston as a one seed is, a, is really a, a back-in-time kind of thing. They've been good for a little bit now, and I, I don't want to – belabor this too much, but the number one overall seed in the tournament, the the top team according to the committee, is an Alabama team that's very, very good, but for those of us that aren't Alabama fans, and I think are halfway reasonable, pretty hard to root for, pretty hard not to root against because of Brandon Miller, who is on that team and is someone who was in connection with, a gun that he used was used in alleged, in a crime, in a murder, that was allegedly connected to one of his one of his former teammates. So that's a huge storyline. But we'll get into all this in about 15 or 20 minutes. Andrew Bogish uh, sent me and, and, and D-Cell a text this morning that said, 
this is my moment to shine. It's his one shining moment. We don't have music for that, do we? We shouldn't. Bogus doesn't get a song. He <laughs> wants a song. He doesn't get a song. But I, can, I, can I start with a little NFL? Am I allowed to start with a little NFL on Selection Sunday, Monday? Is that allowed? Is that in the? I don't know the rules. Is that okay? Absolutely. Right, I'm going to do it. Because I'm about to say some words that haven't been true maybe in my lifetime. I'm about to say words to you here on a national radio show that can be heard in Florida, in Canada, in Michigan, in New York, in California, in Idaho, in Denver, everywhere. That are going to make you sit up straight and think that I've been drinking, but I haven't been. It's early in the morning here on the West Coast at 7 a.m. The Chicago Bears did something miraculously and perfectly correct. And for one of the most inept organizations in sports, and I'm a fan, sort of, even though I hate them, but I love them, it's sort of a mixed emotions thing. We knew that the obvious smart decision, not the sexy decision, was to go and take that number one overall pick that was really gifted to them by Lovey Smith and the Texans at the end of the year and trade it to the highest bidder. There is not a sure thing quarterback necessarily in this draft, but there are several guys, and Bryce Young is the primary person in this position, C.J. Shroud's in the mix. There's other guys, too, who we know teams look at and are evaluating and feel like have the opportunity at the quarter position, quarterback position in the NFL to turn franchises around. And the mere promise and possibility of that bestows the number one pick with, with almost a, a, a magical impact on teams that covet it. And if the Bears were able to just say to themselves, we've got Justin Fields, he looked pretty good, we're going to trade that pick, and we're going to drive up a bidding war, they could have gone and gotten a whole slew of picks and maybe players in, in, in return. Didn't know that they were going to do that. It was so obviously correct. There was so much worry that Ryan Poles, who's the guy that's running football operations, would say, yeah, you know what, maybe I want one of these quarterbacks. It's just such a Bears thing to screw up that when the news came down over the weekend, when the news came down that the Bears had traded that pick and gotten a massive haul, I think back on Friday, it all bleeds together. To me, the overwhelming good news for the Bears is not just what I'm about to tell you they got in return, but it's the fact the Bears are finally well run. Sometimes the obvious is the thing that you have to do. Sometimes the thing that just is logical and makes sense and is smart is the thing as a sports fan you covet most from your sports teams. Because it doesn't grab headlines. This one does. But it's not necessarily the sexy move. And it's easy for people in positions of power running sports teams, GMs, coaches, to just get in their own head and think they're smarter than the game. Maybe one of these quarterbacks, maybe Bryce Young, is going to be an absolute star. Maybe one of these guys, and we can talk about Bryce Young as the as the as the stand-in for this, is going to be a game changer. But that's not what the Bears need. They've already drafted a quarterback in Justin Fields, who is unique in how he plays, who is not a typical quarterback, but he is far Justin Fields from being the trailblazer in that respect. And the, the comparison I made, I think, last week, and there are several. There's no reason to doubt that Fields can be successful the way that he plays, how much he runs the football, the fact that he is a run-first quarterback, even though he can throw the ball at times, because Jalen Hurts just showed us what is possible in terms of that approach and how you can evolve your game. Maybe Bryce Young will come into the National Football League 
for the Panthers who traded up for that number one pick or somebody else for the Panthers go a different direction and set the world on fire, it doesn't matter for Chicago because they now have the number nine pick in this draft overall. They have the 61st pick in this draft. They have a 2024 first-round pick from Carolina, which, look, is probably going to be a pretty good pick. I don't think many of us think that even if Bryce Young's the guy that's drafted, and even if, and it's an if, he comes into the NFL and he is long-term successful, and even if that's the case he's successful early on, that Carolina's going to go out there and win 11 or 12 games. It's going to be a process, as it always is, especially for a team relying on a young QB. There's a 2025 second-round pick, but the thing that really jumps out is DJ Moore, who is an incredibly gifted wide receiver, for a Bears team that requires some weapons. And this is, again, this is the Jalen Hurts comparison. One of the things that the Eagles did is they went and they got their young quarterback, a really talented receiver. And if I can go back in time, different quarterback, I understand. But one of the things that unlocked Josh Allen several years ago in Buffalo and his talent, his ability, was the fact the Bills went and got Stephon Diggs. You have to have somebody to throw the football to. And Moore has been a machine. Almost a 1,000-yard receiving season last year, 888, but still over 17 games. Had a handful, I think seven touchdown receptions. And Tom was throwing the ball. Decel was throwing the ball to D.J. Moore some of the time. The athletic profile of me was throwing the ball to D.J. Moore sometimes. This is absolutely the right decision. Now, everybody that's not a Bears fan have found reasons to be frustrated with this deal. Colts fans have been heartbroken because they really wanted Bryce Young. There are other teams and other organizations that were frustrated. If you're a Texans, it depends who the Texans want. And then I've I've seen the, the anger to a degree from the Pete Priscos and the experts and the people out there. And I love Pete. He's a really talented colleague of mine at CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, that Carolina gave up way too much to go and get a quarterback that's, a, that's not a certainty. And there are different ways to look at Bryce Young. On the one hand, he's undersized which isn't an issue for me because he's the exact same size, and we discussed this last week. His measurables, his height, his weight, the things that he does physically, he's basically Kyler Murray. And while investing in a Kyler Murray might make you nervous emotionally, the physical realities of Kyler Murray have been just fine in the National Football League. It's been his leadership and some other things, the things you get in the interview. Bryce Young is big enough... He's physically able to compete in the National Football League the way it's played in 2023. I actually don't hate what Carolina did with a big asterisk. And I say this as a Bears fan who loves the Hall and thinks Chicago got too much, but knows the Bears were always going to get too much. Carolina was not the only team that was vying for that number one pick. They were not the only team that were eyeing the opportunity to move into the rare position where a team like the Chicago Bears, a team that drafts number one overall, doesn't have a quarterback of the future. Or does, excuse me. Normally, a team in that position doesn't have somebody. And so there was always going to be a bidding war. If, and it's an if, Carolina's football operations folks and their scouting department and their GM know what the hell they're doing, it's a brilliant decision. And we won't know the answer to that for a while now. And I'll just go back to a draft a few years ago where Mitchell Trubisky, by my Chicago Bears, was the first quarterback taken off the board. I can't even remember where he was taken because I blocked this out. I think it was three. It might have been two. The details don't matter. What you need to know is Mitchell Trubisky, who's a really nice guy, is not a great quarterback in the National Football League, and set the Chicago Bears back by five or six years. He was taken second overall. 
And then you had the Chiefs move up to get Patrick Mahomes at 10. And you had the Texans move up to get Deshaun Watson at 12. And if you remember this, a lot of people didn't really know who Mahomes was. I mean, they knew that he came out of Texas Tech, but it was like the kid with the big arm who can't, who's not able to really translate that to success. And Deshaun Watson, incredibly successful collegiate quarterback coming out of Clemson, great athlete. But again, people doubted whether or not he could be successful in the National Football League. Putting aside the fact that Mahomes is now one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and putting aside the fact that Deshaun Watson is one of the ugliest storylines of quarterback in the history of the sport who's still playing, both of those guys in retrospect were clearly talented enough to play in the National Football League. And nine teams passed on one of them. And 11 teams passed on the other. And the point is, this isn't a perfect science. You've got to know and see and evaluate under stress and pressure and without all the information what other teams don't. Maybe Carolina understands in Bryce Young with the careers of the people making the decisions that he's going to be the real deal. There's no way, I think, you can come on here and do a hot take, oh, Carolina's an idiot. You don't know if the Panthers made a mistake or not until we see who they draft. Presumably it'll be Bryce Young. We'll see and how he performs and plays over a one- or two- or three-year timeline. Again, I'll I'll go back to Josh Allen. Josh Allen started from day one in Buffalo. They believed in him. They invested in him. And he was far from a certain success story, let alone, what is he now, top two, top three, top five, top three, top four quarterback in the NFL for the long term. And that was a process. And give the Bills and the coaching staff and the entire organization credit for that. I'd love to get on here and tell you that Carolina screwed up majorly. I don't know. Neither do you. And neither does Carolina. What I do know is Chicago didn't need to take that risk. Bryce Young could become Patrick Mahomes. Bryce Young could become Mitchell Trubisky. He'll probably be something in between. And a lot of it will have to do with with who drafts him and, and that environment and that culture. But it doesn't matter. Process over results. The Bears didn't need to do that gamble. They did that gamble on Justin Fields a few years ago, and it worked, and it was successful. This is a great day for Chicago because they got the haul they were always going to get from somebody. Somebody was going to overpay for that pick. Supply and demand. There's only one, a single, number one overall pick, and there were several teams that coveted it. Great day. Great day for the Chicago Bears. All right, 855-2124-CBS is is the phone number. We're going to do some March Madness. We're going to do some brackets. Andrew Bogish, our resident college basketball expert, is going to give you his bracket, his insights, and I'm going to give you three sleepers who can win the whole thing before D-Cell makes a case for Miami to be national champions. All that magic on Selection Sunday, Monday, up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you're listening to the writer than you podcast welcome back look at the music march madness the joys of march oh was that a little shimmy dance tom I'm not really sure what that's called. I don't have a lot of dance moves, Bill. Neither do I. Bogus does. Good morning, Andrew. You look debonair. Well, aren't you sweet? Hi, guys. How you feel about this bracket, Bogues? How are we feeling about it? Uh, we've got some feelings, but it's early still. It's only Monday morning. <laughs> do you feel? Do you fill this out immediately, or do you give yourself a little processing time? Oh, snap. I, you're holding it up. I don't know how to look. It's Is blank. it empty? It's blank. The people can't. I mean, I usually listen to Tom. The people, the people can't see. Yeah, no, that was for you. Oh, for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here is my strategy this year. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Here's what I'm thinking. Every year I say I'm going to do this. Every year I don't. I'm just going to write down the names of coaches in place of the teams and do a co- just do coach versus coach. Okay. Problem is that means i got to take Providence over Kentucky in the first. That, there's some... That wouldn't be crazy, though. I don't know anything about... Like, I probably would take USC further than I should. Wouldn't know what to do with Iowa. Their coach is a crazy person. But I kind of like him. He is insane. Crazy like a fox. Mm. Missouri would... I would just cross Missouri off. They're not even allowed to be in the tournament based on this. Uh, on this idea. I think it's worth the gamble right now. To change it up, maybe, maybe you have find some success, even if it's just on one side of the bracket doing this coach's strategy. 
somebody asked on Twitter whether or not we were going to do a show bracket challenge with all of us, the whole crew, three people. See, I don't want to do that this year because I lost last year, and you guys relentlessly made me take my shirt off for months and months, would not leave me alone. That stemmed from last year's bracket challenge on Writer Than You. I don't want to be a part of it this year. Didn't you pay that off this calendar year? Uh, yeah, that minor details. So you're blaming us yeah. because you wouldn't pay your debts. Yeah. So you That's fa- you our fault. Along. And America now loses this year because you're not a man of your word. Well, why don't you have something on the line this year? You didn't have because, anything on the line last right, year. Because I was smart enough not to get tricked into what you got tricked into. None of us knew, though, when it came to living up to your word and manning up, you were a 16 seed. Like, none of us, <laughs> none of us saw that coming. Um, who do we like, guys? Any Anybody, uh, any dark horses? We'll ask Frank Martin these questions in, a, in about 40 minutes. But any dark horses? Like, I kind of like the Zags. Got off to a bad start. They're a three seed. Kind of feel like that's, I, you know what? Like, I, I, the bracket, that's how the bracket doesn't seem overly brutal. Kansas tends to lose every year in the Sweet 16. I love I love me some Bill Self. Bill Self got, expected Tommy? to be back. He was hospitalized over the weekend. He's, yep. He is expected to rejoin the Jayhawks. Um, I'm not going to take Kansas to go far this year. I get burned every single year by them. They're always a high seed. Number one this year, as you said. I think I'm looking like a Sweet 16 exit for Kansas this year. It is supposed to be pretty chalky this year, Bogus, isn't it? Isn't this like a real chalky kind of bracket they're saying? Well, I mean, does it ever follow what people think it's going to be, though? We think it's going to be chalk. and I mean, the thing is, at some point, it becomes chalk. Like, the first round is where you got to be clever. But after that, like, we're probably going to get two number one seeds in the final four. That happens the large majority of the time. So at some point, you got to shift back to the better number next to the name, the better team is going to get the job done. But early on is where you win where you, to me where you win this cuz you got to click on some of those those early upsets. You got to have that team that wins two games out of nowhere and bank on three out of four final four teams and the winner. Is for I'm looking for Fordham. I keep looking up and down. Yeah, no, please look all you want, but the Rams are not there. Yeah. They're not there. They are ouch. not there. No, ouch. there's no ouch here. No oh, one blow. No, it's actually it's lazy, to be honest. They were they were never <laughs> gonna get in. They couldn't I didn't know. Yeah, I, that's not that's your fault, not theirs. I thought they won a I saw your tweets about look how many people showed up and I thought yeah. it was all happening. It well they made the semifinals for the first time since right. two thousand six and then they I stopped paying attention after that. Right. Yeah. yeah. They did they didn't not win, win the Saturday. Next, the next no, two? They did not win all Saturday. Right. All right. How about Memphis as, as making a little bit of a run? I huh? like Memphis, but they're playing Florida Atlantic, who I like as well. That's a tough. That's a tough game. What's Florida Atlantic's vibe? I don't know much about them. Uh, they had their thirty-one wins. They had a twenty-game win streak during the regular season. They've got an older team, balanced. Some they got some men. That's a good team. That's a to me. I was just actually thinking about that. That's a bad matchup for Memphis because yeah. FAU to me is better than a nine seed. So they both get screwed. FAU should have a better number next to their name, and because they don't, Memphis has a tougher first-round game. Those under-the-radar teams with a bunch of seniors are always really, really good. I might just take Iowa and Missouri and UCLA and Kansas just to go far. You're not going to buy it on Duke after winning the ACC tournament over the weekend, first year without Coach K? I'm going to buy it for a round. 
five seed. But they're playing one of the darlings. Oral Roberts won at the Sweet 16 two years ago. The same guy is there, Max Acemas. That's another juicy 5-12 game. When you guys are filling out a bracket, what is your? How many twelves do you require yourself to take? I require myself to take two <laughs> minimum every two of the twelve or five seeds every year, every year. Yeah, always one, usually two, and as always, there are good ones. Like Charleston can beat San Diego State. I think VCU can beat St. Mary's. In fact, I think well, VCU will beat St. Mary's. I don't know anything about Drake other than it's a it's a college in Des Moines that's very close to where I lived when I lived in Des Moines. And, and that Miami is Tom's team, and that enough is for me to be like, let's go, Drake, baby. Let's They, they probably run a motion. You, All wait, offenses shoot a lot of threes. Are you wearing your Miami flannel, by the way? Is that it? No, this is just a flannel. Oh, no. Did you take the Miami patch off of the shirt? No, I no, I no. I, I told you I would never wear that shirt again on this show, and I'm holding true to that. All right. Why don't we do this? Let's do the bracket, and if if you finish last, you have to wear that shirt every day for a month. What is on the line for the rest of you? Like what? what Make a what suggestion. Do what do you want? Why do I? Oh, Make an offer. Has a suggestion for me? Because Bob Barker's not jumping out of a window to do it for you. You got to make it. You know, <laughs> make an offer. I want Bogus to have to go out on the streets of Manhattan with some sign, uh, uh, some sort of sign that's that's pro D cell. That's oh, what I want. Great. Sign me up. Done. Okay. Sign you up. See what you did there. Oh, that was acc- that was accidental, but you're rubbing how, off on me. How about that? How big is the sign? Something that he's able to hold up yeah, over his of, head. A piece of oak tag. Yeah. yeah. I'm there for two weeks in April. I'm also there next week. Is that next week? Yeah. So I'll, by the time I get there in April, I'll be there. And what, what do you need me to do? I'll root for Bogish. What if you have to... Throw out the pajama shirt that you seem to like <gasps> to wear. Yeah, my, my mother gave that to me for Christmas. Uh, all right, that's a lot. Yeah, a lot yeah. Why gotta go after Mama Ryder? What if we ban the pajama shirt for a while? That really hurts me. <laughs> You're gonna ban my pajama? Why? It's I'm so just, comfortable. I'm just thinking of things because Diesel's all, right. all you know yelling that's one sided. I'm just throwing things out there. Or what? What if? What if there's a temporary ban? On bogus using his sounder that you've been bogeyed. No, no, that's for that's just that overrides everything. Yeah, all right, that can't be all reined right. in. Let's come up. Let's come up with something. So you're gonna you're gonna wear your if you finish last, you're gonna wear your Miami shirt every day for a month. Uh, thirty one day month, by the way. If thirty one day month, <laughs> come on. <laughs> if Bogish finishes last, he's got to go on the streets. And how long? Is it like a 10-minute exercise? I think he can manage a little bit longer than that. Can I make one one loop of a block? That sounds fair. All right. All right. Okay. I think you have to lift the sign above your head, though, like like you're John Cusack in that stupid movie with the boombox. <laughs> it's not a stupid movie. Say anything. Movie. And you're telling me I'm not allowed to wear my pajama shirt anymore that basically I wear every day here on the show. For a month. For a month. Yeah, All right, for a done. month. Done. Okay. Done. Whoever finishes last is a loser. Got it. Let's go. And what kind of a point system are we doing here? Are we doing, right, because there's various ways to put the bracket together. Right. So off the top of my head, you know, the usual way, you and I get two points of a correct answer. No. 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 D-Cell gets a minus one for a correct answer. Got it. All right. All right. I'm going to fill it out. What's the – we got to have these in by – so can we agree we don't have to worry about the play-ins? We can just write the numbers. Yeah, come on. Yeah. All right. We don't have to be – by the way, guys – 
who watched the Oscars last night? Uh, I watched a good chunk of them. Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, won all the awards all at once. Everywhere. <laughs> Better when I do it. It's probably bad then. <laughs> uh, I saw that movie. It was amazing. Do you know what the movie's about? Do you guys know the general premise of the film? Yeah, I saw it as well, so I, I do know the answer. Multiverse, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you, Tom. The multiverse is everything. Everywhere, all at once. I mean, don't you want to live in a world town where everybody has huge hot dog fingers? Uh, no, no, that never that really was crossed my mind. Oh. It will. You'll never be able to get it not cross your mind again. They, it, they won. The, the film won every award it was up for because I don't believe there was a, a character who was up for best actor, right? Correct. They won best supporting. They won actress, supporting actress, supporting actor, director, movie, right? They won everything. Yeah, I mean, unless they lost a, a lesser one like wardrobe or cinematography or something like that, they won all the major ones. Yeah, sound went to, to Top Gun, of course. Mm-hmm. My son was very, very angry when Top Gun didn't win Best Picture. Was outraged. Doesn't understand. <laughs> so, Diesel, I was thinking, since it won all the awards, can you watch the movie this week and do a, a movie rev- review for us on Thursday or Friday? Oh, my God, please. We'll give you, we, we could give him yeah. the whole weekend, right? We do it early next week. For the week? weekend. I just think you'll enjoy the film. Like it, it's, it's the movie of the moment. I think you'll really like it. You and your wife can watch it together. It's a, it, it's, it's, you know, it'll be everything to you. It, eh. All at once. Everywhere. All at once. Uh, yeah, if you give me the weekend, I can make that happen. Like, like do like, I, we want like a three or four minute movie review. Whoa. Like a really good movie review. So not a super short one like we normally do. Oh, bring it. Like, bring the, bring the D-Cell magic. All right. The floor then I, is yours. Then I definitely need the weekend. All right. So on Monday, which will be great because I'll be in New York. We can do it in person together. Looking forward to it. Are we all best friends hanging out? What are we doing ne- next week? We're not watching the Fordham game together. That's what we're not doing. Oh, that was. Aww. 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 All right. I think you're getting so I guess to me, we... but you're not. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get some advice from from Frank Martin. Can I give you guys a little? I'm, I'm kind of Ian Baylor for a run too. Just so you know. I have a problem with Frank Martin. Talk to me. So he's the head coach at UMass, which is in the same conference as Fordham. Okay. And they came to the Bronx for a game, and we usually get the opposing coach on a conference call to learn about his team or whatever, and UMass stiffed us. So it's not necessarily Frank's fault. I love that, though. But Frank's reps didn't even return our phone calls. I mean, Andrew, you have a reputation for being a little edgy with the, with the with those coaches. But you can at least politely you can make up a reason and say no. You don't, you don't just freeze me out altogether. I've been turned down before. Here's the thing. I don't know any of the details. I often get stiffed by PR people. I normally side with the media. I'm Team Frank Martin on this. Typical. You, got, you did something wrong. Typical. You did something wrong in your. Did you send an email or a text message? Uh, I believe there were multiple ema- emails. You, you did. I mean, did you have a bunch of emojis and a bunch of exclamation points? No, I usually leave the emojis out of my professional emails. Those I save for my friends, like you guys. Then you didn't have enough. I guess that's my they fault. They needed a little bit of. Do you want me to bring it up? I mean, I'm glad you brought it up. Do you want me to bring it up with Frank in 40 minutes? I feel like... Uh, Andrew Bogish is his name, uh, Frank. He's really angry about it. Keeps bringing it up. Yeah, I mean, Fordham won that game. Frank's season didn't end really well. I'd probably move off of this season. Wow. Go to, go to, you go are, to next year. 
I love uh, the pettiness is everywhere. No, everything. no, all I at mean, once. I like it. He's a he's a salty dude, is he not? I would think that no, he's still me. probably a little bothered by the way his his year ended. I I like this because I also get extremely salty when people don't get back to me in general. I'm I'm no longer salty. Oh, I could tell. <laughs> you're definitely you're definitely over it. All right. Hey, look. How, we'll do this next year. You know, if you can't get a hold of Frank, next time just hit me up, and I would have gone to Frank directly for you. Use your resources. And I didn't feel like I needed to go to pull out that wild card yet, but maybe next year. Use your year. resources, man. Maybe next year. I'm your best friend. I know, but I don't want to impose on my best friend. Uh, it's not, that's why we're best friends. It's not an imposition. I mean, you're sending me weekend text messages about tennis rackets you should be buying. I'm here for you. Yes. I did forget to get back to you, though. It was 36 hours later. It's fine. <laughs> so I, like, I'll get right back to you. <laughs> and then I forgot. All right. Really, really good talk, Andrew. Good to see you, man. You too. Did you have a good weekend? Can't wait till next week when you're here in person. We're going to all go hang out and party. I think so. Let's, do you guys want to get some pizza? Let's do it. Go to John's? Yes. Tom, you in? I like pizza. Let's do all it. Right, let's do it. Uh the Dolphins made some big moves, including a decision on Tua Tungavailoa. Let's talk about what that means after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from UMass superfan Andrew Bogish. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Playing that system that's not a system, but sure plays like a system leading up to the tournament. We're looking for that value with the daily dimes. We look for the gross lines getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. This time of year, baby. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. What's going on? Good morning. Bill Ryder with you on this Monday. Now I'm staring at this bracket, D-Cell, because there's something on the line. Can I give you some advice? I shouldn't help you because we're competing. They say Northern Kentucky is going to go deep. <laughs> Seriously. I think I think I'm reading through the sarcasm. No, man. They got a shooter named uh, Shooter McGee. He is <laughs> he's the real deal, dude. Got it. Let me let me write that down. Shooter McGee is the real one. Of, oh, that's right. One of the ways these brackets go, and I think it's stupid, is that you get the number of points that the seed is. There's some like right where like if the 14 seed wins and you. Like if you take Shooter McGee and the in Northern Kentucky, you get sixteen whole points, pal. <laughs> That's a big play right there. Shooter McGee could carry you to to absolute victory. I don't know if you're being truthful here. I'm always I don't here know for if you. You're being honest. I'm here for you in all things. I'm. I'm I mean, it's an. I'm, the bracket's really interesting because because the, there are several teams in the first round. I mean, I guess this happens every year that just feel really evenly matched up. Like Michigan State and USC are both flawed teams that I could see make a, a little bit of a run. You know who else is supposed to be incredible is Vermont. You should just take them to your to your final four. <laughs> I don't think you want me to win here. And Princeton. I don't think you're rooting for me. You or Bogish. Those Ivy League kids, man. I think they, I'm going to stay away from all those plays that you just mentioned. Those Ivy League kids can ball, man. 
It is a it is a great it is a great time of year. Have, when you before you're doing this for a living, did you ever just take off I opening never did. days? I did. I you never didn't? did. One of the highlights of my career when I worked at FoxSports.com for a couple years, every year, I don't know why, they would just send me to Vegas to write about Vegas during March Madness. I was there for the opening. Nice. It was, it was awesome. That sounds like fun. I did, though, go to a pretty high-end club once because I, I, I did a story on all, like, I hung out with a bookie and I hung out with a bunch of idiots who were gambling. Idiots also known as, like, people like me. And I hung out and I went to some really fancy club I normally couldn't get into. And I got, like, a really fancy table with a bunch of fancy people and a guy threw up my shoes. And I wrote about <laughs> it and the club owner got so mad. I never got in there again. Now, what kind of person are you? Do you have a weak stomach yourself? You see someone get sick in front no. of you. How do you react? I was like, I'm glad I wear crappy clothes because these shoes, you know, have. <laughs> no, are you are you a weak stomach guy? No, I'm good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would have also gross. gotten sick myself, but I would have had to remove myself from that situation really fast. I mean, look, he threw up on the floor and some of it splattered on my shoes. It's not like it was directly on the shoe, but, you know, I had to clean them off. I'll just I'll just tell you it was excess at uh, at Encore Win or whichever <laughs> one and they were not, but that was fun. I mean that is a so like that is an amazing guy trip if you're ever just looking to get away with the guys like your high school friends, you know your boys, go to Vegas Wednesday to Sunday or Thursday. It's incredible. I've still never been to Vegas. I feel like we need to fix we need to fix that. I've never been to the Super Bowl next year in Las Vegas. Well, let's start working on let's start working on Spike and David, our bosses now. You should start petitioning. You can go. You can help. You have things you want to do. Maybe that's what Bogish's sign could say when he's walking the streets of Manhattan. <gasps> Send Diesel to oh, Vegas. Oh, look at that! We should also on the sign put David's email address. Says write David at you know whatever Marinick at whatever <laughs> at, at the guy for. I'm serious. That'd we be huge. May, we may have to clear that with HR. No, you look. A, I no, and B, I, 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 I absolve myself of any responsibility if HR goes back to the tapes. <laughs> Got it. Why can't we encourage fans and listeners and and the people to reach out in support of of us and and the network and the show and the company? I just think maybe if we're going to put someone's contact information, that's someone being one of our bosses, that we may we may want to get that cleared first. <laughs> I'm not saying his personal mobile number, 815. Just kidding. Or is there an 815 area code? I don't know. I don't know either. If you're watching a movie, and now they'll flash up a 555-555-555 thing, but if you're watching an older movie... And they flash a phone number. Do you call it? Have you ever called it? Never. No. I have. People don't like it. <laughs> People do. Yeah, I'm I know. The, the Goalie Hall movie. You know, bleep you, and they hang up. It's not great. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have made a couple interesting decisions over the last 24 hours. You could say that they put their, their public information out there for the world to see, Tom. They have signaled their intentions. Uh, they've picked up Tua's fifth-year option. Which I love as a, as, as a decision. And there's some other news that's out there that we'll hit later in the show. It's not overly significant, but Baker Mayfield is being attached to the Bucks, And the reason that I think is germane to this conversation is because there are no quarterbacks. There are not enough quarterbacks out there to fit the needs of teams. 
Baker Mayfield is at best an okay quarterback sometimes. That's what he is. And he's going to probably start in the National Football League. So if you're the Dolphins and you think there's a reasonable chance that Tua Tungavailoa, A, wants to play, and by all indications he does, coming off of his concussion issues and injuries last year, and B, is going to be able to perform and be at a consistent level. And I'm not saying that you think there's a guarantee. If you are the Dolphins and you think that there's a reasonable chance Tua can be back out on the field, you have to you have to commit to the guy. Remember, they were, and it wasn't the, the entirety of the season, but for a chunk of the year when he was healthy and he, when he didn't have a concussion, if you subtract when he got hurt, it turned out it was a concussion, he played longer than he should have, they had a stretch of undefeated games with Tua Tagovailoa where I thought the Dolphins' Tom looked like one of the second-tier teams in the NFL. They weren't on the level of what the Bills appeared to be and what the Chiefs turned out to be and what the Bengals were, I think, and certainly what the Eagles turned out to be, but they were just below that. And they've also signaled Miami their desire, their decision to feel like they have a bit of a window in that they're going, they, they've acquired Jalen Ramsey to be another piece on that team. And we talked last week about the Rams being in cap hell and having to probably tear down a big part of what they're about. There are reports out there about Matthew Stafford being on the market. And as we said last week, nothing, the Rams haven't done anything wrong. This is the consequence of the Super Bowl that they already won. We could be criticizing them if they were doing these moves and they hadn't won the whole thing. They did. This is just the price of putting all their chips in the middle of the table. And I like the, the, the Dolphins going for Jalen Ramsey. They gave up a 2023, what, third-round pick, 77th pick overall, and Hunter Long, the tight end. It's not, a, it's not an overwhelming price, and it's the Dolphins trying to capitalize on what might be a short window. And, and the other thing about Tua's situation is they don't, they don't know, we don't know how, he, how healthy he's going to be and to what degree he's going to be able to remain healthy. But if he is able to play 15, 16, 17 games, and I'm not trying to in any way undersell the the worry about his neurological reality and the concerns about long-term concussion issues for him and the concerns because of concussions about his short-term ability to stay on the field. It's a real issue. If he obviously wants to play, if he can stay on the field, this is a Dolphins team that can make a huge, huge leap. They are excellent defensively. We know the weapons that they have. They might have in, in, in Waddle and Hill two of the fastest three or four receivers in the game. Tom, I don't want to say that I, I, I like the Dolphins next year because it's such a question mark, but if Tua Tungabailoa is healthy, I think the Dolphins can be better than last year. I think, I think, they, can be, I think they can be a top-tier team in the National Football League next season. I do. This goes to your point that you made during the playoffs last year, Bill. They may have leapfrogged the Buffalo Bills. And a lot depends on Tua's health, like you just said. But you said it last year after the Bills were eliminated. The window may have already closed inside their own division. And I have even mentioned that the Jets may or may not get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I went on um, our affiliate in Rochester. had a great time with the guys. And they were really cool. What's up, Rochester? But they definitely opened with, so, you know, hey... You said the Bills' window closed. I guess they were running promos of it. And that's the other thing is Buffalo hasn't done anything wrong. It's hard to manage the cap reality of successful teams because successful football teams, well-run football teams like Buffalo and like Kansas City, they're going to have guys who expect to get paid. There is a correlation between excellence as a team in the NFL and excellence individually from players, and those players are, are going to want to get paid. 
And we've seen this from Kansas City, Tom. The only reason we're not having the same conversation about the Chiefs that we are Buffalo and some, and, and in the extreme, the Rams, is because Patrick Mahomes is such a ridiculous talent. At another, He's a top quarterback in the NFL, but this, the distance between him and whoever you want to put at number two, and it could be Josh Allen, is so astronomical as to be not even the same conversation. It doesn't matter if they don't have Tyree Kill or they move on from Frank Clark or whatever else they have to do as it relates to their cap reality. Whoever the Chiefs have, whoever they plug in, and other than Travis Kelsey, there's not a lot going on there that's really overwhelmingly positive from a receiving core perspective. And Kelsey's amazing. He's obviously a tight end. He might be the best tight end of all time. The fact is that Buffalo is just dealing with the problems that come with success. They'll figure it out. They'll get there. They have Josh Allen for the long term. That's much, you're in much better shape than most folks. But they have some they have some cap difficulties and they have some realities they have to navigate and they have to face. And you said it. That is happening as the Dolphins appear to be emerging. And it's happening as you know Aaron Rodgers may or may not go to the go to the Jets. We'll, we'll get into that in an hour. If you missed it, Brandon Marshall caught up with uh, for his podcast, but it's on tape with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'm just reading this wrong. I thought just oozed smugness. Just smuggery. Is that a word, Tom? Smuggery? It is now. You saw it. Didn't it feel like Rodgers was extraordinarily happy about holding the world hostage? And that's exactly what he said he was not going to do. And here we are. Yeah. Is he secretly on the phone with Favre? See, what you do next is you you, you, you pretend you're going to give an answer, and then you don't. Oh, thanks, Brett. You're the best. Uh, Frank Martin, UMass men's basketball coach, my friend, going to talk some NCAA March Madness with us next here on CBS Sports Radio. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Playing that system that's not a system, but sure plays like a system leading up to the tournament. We're looking for that value with the daily dimes. We look for the gross lines getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. This time of year, baby. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.